live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. All season here. It is a dimly lit room deep up in the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound on Little Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people and hundreds of thousands of people pouring across the southern border and the federal government doing virtually nothing about it. And uh, the Pew... Research the other day on issues people care about. Immigration was third on the list. So it's higher than you would guess from the media coverage, which is almost zero. Actually, it's not almost zero. Zero, unless you watch Fox. And it was in third place behind global warming and white privilege. (laughs) Uh, No, no, it was not. Inflation and economy. So uh, here, big finish. Here we go. So, and the immigration thing's about to get much worse, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The numbers are astounding. 150, 160, 180,000 per month pouring across the border. And that was during the off season. Now, here we go on the period of the year when people actually pour across the border. Well, that and uh, going back to the beginning of the pandemic, we've had this particular rule where we could kick people out under the uh, under the guise of you might have COVID. So, we're not letting you in. Well, that's ending Biden's letting that end and not coming up with any new way to kick people out. So according to people in the know, there are going to be tens of thousands per day of people that we were kicking out that we now let in unless we come up with another plan. And Republicans are upset about it. And even a fair number of Democrats are like, whoa, whoa, this is this is already horrible. And it's going to get multiples worse. Yeah, that uh, policy was known as uh, as, uh, Title 42, and they are going to end it, and that will lead immediately, and I mean immediately, within a couple of days, to border facilities, detention facilities, being brutally overwhelmed and just turning people loose into the country, which they've been doing by the tens of thousands anyway. And border towns are going to be an open, angry revolt. This is... Such a terrible mismanagement. It's almost as if it's it's a suicide. It's a political suicide. I can't imagine the the stupidity that it takes to decide this is a good idea. Is anybody paying attention? You know, speaking of the generals not talking to Putin, does 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 the president know that people are coming across the border like this? Young Alex, who's our behind-the-scenes producer, who's normally expected to sit quietly, uh, children are to be seen and not heard, etc. He mentioned during the pre-show meeting that, hey, guys, even CNN is reporting on the immigration crisis. I think that was a pretty good point. Yeah, that's new. We'll see if that that catches. uh... Oh, you know what? On that topic, this may be my favorite title and subtitle of the week. A piece by Michael Lind, who I did not know, or I I don't remember his work. Uh, But his piece is entitled, The End of Citizenship. Having converted their own republic into a borderless credit union, Americans have to borrow other people's national pride. Oof. Oof indeed, sir. Some great writing, too. We'll share that with you in a bit. 
Let's start the show officially, then we can tell you what Chris Rock said last night at his first show of his new tour since getting smacked in the face by Will Smith. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, March 31st, the year 2022. New you in 22. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin that officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. The show commences at Mark. So why not just clear this up right now? Why can't you, on behalf of Russia, rule out the use of nuclear weapons in this conflict? Right here. No one is thinking about using, about even about the idea of using a nuclear weapons. That's Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov. We have more of that interview coming up, but he took fairly significant pains to say, look, nobody's going to nuke anybody. Do you believe him? That's a, that's a really good question. It's difficult to give a brief answer. He seemed sincere on that count in a way that he didn't on other things. Putin's forces are shelling areas as we speak that he claimed he was pulling away from two days ago. So who knows what's going on? Yeah, but it's easy to see the profit in that. It's easy to understand why he would mislead on that. Um, but the whole nuke thing, I don't know. It, it rung fairly true to me, but uh, we'll we'll play it for you and let you figure it out for yourself. So I think everybody was kind of excited that Chris Rock would come out in his first show of the new tour and uh, make some uh, wacky statements about the Will Smith slapping, but he uh, addressed it only to say he's not going to address it. So that's that. Wasn't much to it. He got a standing ovation. Boo! Which... Boo! He should have come out and said, I'm going to whoop Will Smith's ass. Next time I see him, I'm going to whoop it. Well, he's a comedian. He, he could have said funny things about it, but... um. It is. I've learned more about this over recent years, watching various comedians on YouTube videos and everything like that. Even the best comedians, in fact, especially the best comedians, they work on material in front of live audiences for weeks, months, and years sometimes before they feel they're perfected enough to do, you know, take out on tour or, you know, on a regular basis. And they don't just ad lib or jot down a joke that afternoon. That's not the way the craft works. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, that's probably part of the reason. Uh, but uh, I think everybody, I'm, I'm guarantee you the people in the show were like, eh, okay, so you're going to do your other jokes about marriage and family and, and, and f- airline food or whatever you're joking about. But uh, I kind of wanted to hear at least like one joke. You got Boy, one joke? Come on, you're part of the most notable thing to happen on Earth short of the Ukraine war. Take a few hours. Craft a couple of lines. Just a couple. A joke would be nice. After they paid all that money. Yeah, yeah. Ticket prices went through the roof because everybody's like, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) He said, I'm still processing this S, and uh, I'll be talking about it in the future. But he said, I I, I crafted an entire set here, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to tell some jokes. You ever been to the zoo? How about the zoo? (laughs) Oh, boo. Oh, the zoo. Is Will Smith (laughs) at the zoo? No. Maybe Will Smith will slap the animals, huh, Chris? Oh, that, was, that was the other thing, because I heard these clips. The audience is so raucous at his shows. There's constant shouting. Yeah. The, the other interesting update on that front, I asked yesterday, will, will we be talking about this again tomorrow? But there is reason, too. The Academy came out and announced that they asked Will Smith to leave, and he wouldn't. I wouldn't have said that out loud. I wouldn't have said that out loud because that makes you look ballless. What what is that? You have to leave. I'm not leaving. Okay, but you ought to. Yeah, no kidding. I had the the same reaction. What the hell is that? (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. An order without a sanction is a request. You requested that the comedian beater leave. He said no, and you coward, you cowardly cowards. Another no reason, no no wonder Harvey Weinstein and other degenerates get to do what they want. If you're a big enough star, you can say no. I'm not leaving. I'll punch people at award shows if I want. Get away from me. Oh, okay, sorry we bothered you. Can I freshen up your drink? I mean, that's well, just so Let's... embarrassing. We asked him to leave, but he wouldn't. I would. Do you understand how that sounds? Well, the Fresh Prince might have said, look, you let rapists hang around. I slapped the guy. Are you kidding me? Oh, and geez. they said, well, uh, um, well, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, Harvey <laughs> Weinstein didn't run up and rape him on stage during the Oscars. Good Lord. Although they might have let him do that based on the way they've responded the last several days. Certainly backstage. Uh, how does mailbag look? I'm disgusted by my own takes. Um, it's uh, Mailbag is fantastic. It's really strong. Four stars. Highly recommend. It's the peak of cherry blossom season in Japan. We'll have full team coverage. <laughs> I just saw that headline. Um, well, and DC, my, my daughter who lives there says it's gorgeous. Oh, cool. Um, I, I hear that, and I'll like, my eyes get watery, and my nose gets itchy. I think, I don't know if I can take it. Um, we got lots to talk about today. I hope you can stay with us. we got a great guest later we'll tell you about. All kinds of stuff. Text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A report that the other day that it's believed that the Ukrainian military has more tanks now than when the war started, which is not usually way the way a war works, especially when you're the overwhelming <laughs> underdog. But they have more tanks than when the war started. I presume those tanks are of Russian manufacture. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be careful in those. They don't seem very tanky. Well, they might work fine if they have gas or diesel or whatever they run on. Yeah, yeah. Well, they probably work pretty good against bullets, not so much against, uh, you know, the the uh, what's the uh, the javelin anti tank missiles. So, a lot of great stuff to come today. Really excited about the show. Uh, here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Sticking with Winston Churchill. I like this one. You might not like it. It's not enough that we do our best. Sometimes we have to do what's required. Oof. Not sure I understand it. Mm. I'd be more bold over if I understood it. it. Means your best isn't good enough. Oh, Just yeah. keep going. Keep trying. You have to do better than your best. Is that yes. what it means? Yes. Okay. It's clearly what it means. I don't I don't know exactly what it means in a practical way. It's not enough that we do our best. Sometimes we have to do what's required. Better than your best. Here's your mailbag. Uh, Roy writes, dove down the rabbit hole inspired by your quip that California needs a new motto or slogan, fantasy defeats reality. And it would sound better in Latin, you said. Well, here it is. Fantasia vincit realitas. Can't wait to see it under the great seal under Eureka. On the great seal under Eureka. Moving along. Oh, it's a note about a couple of things. Uh, But uh, Jessica points out that Coda that won the Oscar is actually wonderful. Funny, touching, heartwarming, cheesy, tug at your family heartstrings. You'd be missing out by not watching. I've heard it's good. 
I, uh, as I've talked about before, because my uh, uh, family situation is difficult in a variety of ways, I just don't have any desire to watch played out on the screen really difficult situations. If you do, that's awesome, but that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, I remember that so clearly when we were raising kids, the whole uh, peril and drama and difficulties. I'm like, why? Why would I take a a break from my peril, drama, and difficulties to watch somebody else's on a screen? Yeesh. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I love this note from Ken. Guys, on the topic of daylight saving time, I'm worried that the extra hour of sunlight will contribute to global warming. Am I an alarmist? Uh, it's funny. Is that thing still con- uh, they're turning going- against Biden? Is oh. that still going or is that dead? The whole uh, no more change in the clocks. I heard that ran into obstacles. It's but I didn't stalled. It. Why? Yeah. Who are the forces of let's continue to change our clocks every six months? There aren't any. What the force is, what the belief is, is you got to stay with standard time where you get up and the sun is shining, not darker mornings. Uh, it's much healthier for kids, adults, everybody, that we have brighter mornings and darker evenings. Now, as a golfer, that goes against my self-interest, but I cannot find a single serious scientific opinion uh, that that posits the other one. Mm. Okay. Uh, Moving along. They are turning against Biden, writes uh, Travis. So Breitbart is reporting CNN now is saying the laptop is legit. That is correct. I think we're starting to see the media turn against Biden. I think that they're either getting ready for Kamala to take over or looking for a new candidate in the next election. Not sure what's going on, but something is going on. Yeah, and NBC had a surprising headline yesterday. They got a fair amount of attention. Why does Joe Biden have the lowest approval ratings of his presidency? NBC's poll, he does. He's at 40, the lowest number they've ever had him at. Why does Joe Biden have the lowest poll numbers of his presidency with a booming economy? That was a story from NBC. And, yeah, that's not the normal thing you you generally see about a Democrat. Because booming is in the eye of the beholder. I would go with... You could shade that however you wanted to, the whole economy thing, and they chose to shade it as, hey, the economy's great. Why are your approval ratings so low? Yeah, I think if you expect the, that the media is following the facts and just reporting them, you're probably a fool. I think uh, Travis is right in his premise that uh, they they report based on their political desires, and they are desiring to get rid of the crazy old man. Because I thought that was somewhat unfair. I mean, you could I, I would have argued a booming economy. Okay, unemployment's very low. There are a lot of jobs. We have the highest inflation in 40-some years. All right? That's got something to do with it. Hmm. Uh, I like this uh, email from Michael. President Kevin McCarthy. How? GOP takes the House and the Senate. McCarthy ascends to the Speaker position. Biden either resigns, gets Will, Will Smithed by the 25th Amendment, or goes da 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 fa da ka health care, uh, heaven or hell, dies, in other words. the uh, <laughs> He characterizes Kamala Harris in a way that I think I'll avoid on the air. Uh, let's see. She ascends to the presidency, but while her VP nominee is still awaiting congressional approval, she blows up Guam and the fastest impeachment in U.S. history takes place. I don't think she would blow up Guam. I just think, uh, the, all the <laughs> leadership don't. in the House and the Senate would get together and say, uh, she's a complete moron and has no business in the presidency. It's too dangerous. Let's come up with, I don't know, let's impeach her for a traffic ticket in 1988 and just get rid of her quick. 
Might be as straightforward as that. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Reno Joe says, I was embarrassed and slightly worried watching Biden make all those gaffes over the weekend, but I kept thinking, I hope he doesn't start his creepy hair sniffing and soldier, mas- soldier, I'm sorry, shoulder massaging when he visits the Ukrainian refugees. But that's exactly what he did. Kept hugging the women face to face, hands on shoulders. Can they at least keep him locked up in the attic like a crazy ant, please? Jeez Louise, where's Will Smith when you need him? Second Will Smith reference during mailbag. Oh, boy. Uh, I got hairy legs. The president announced releasing uh, however much oil or gasoline per day from the strategic reserves to try to lower the prices. How much good that will actually do you? We'll look into what the experts say. It ain't a lot and not for very long. It's a political gesture, but more on that later. Uh, Here's a good note from Sven. Guys, I hear a lot about privilege and then just witnessed a man assault another man at an awards show in front of the world only to receive a standing ovation later for his acceptance speech. Now that's privilege. God, I'd say so. Asked to leave and said, no, I'm not leaving. They said, okay, let him stay. That is such a bad look. Such a bad look. And on a similar topic, uh, we're told that white people have no right to even voice an opinion about the slap because that's black people business. Interesting. I learned from both the R. Kelly and the Cosby documentaries that white America was guilty of apathy to black on black crime. And we are literally to blame for the long list of victims. Hmm. It's almost like the fact pattern is not relevant at all. The mission is just to be perpetually angry, victimized and butthurt. Of course, the same can be said for every leftist group of tyrants, uh, be they ethnic groups or whatever. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is some really spectacular trolling that's going on. I mean, we're, we're, we're messing with Putin's head. You know, after many years of Russian misinformation, disinformation in the, in the West, the shoe is uh, very much on the, on the other foot. Um, clearly, the, there is some schadenfreude to be had from pointing out to Putin that he's not getting accurate information because people are too scared to give him accurate information. I mean, that's saying something quite strong. Yeah, this story broke, I think, first in the New York Times and then um, <clears throat> spread to other organizations, and then it was addressed all day long by our own government. We declassified U.S. intelligence that Vladimir Putin has been misinformed by his advisors about Russians' military struggles in Ukraine. All kinds of different levels of uh, he was misinformed about who was in the military, um, uh, how, how before it even started. He didn't know there were conscripts, for instance, and apparently was horrified when he found out that 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 was, you know, he didn't have his best professional soldiers, but, you know, draftees out there and that they were dying. And uh, this was all news to him. The intelligence, according to multiple U.S. officials, shows what appears to be a growing tension between Mr. Putin and his Ministry of Defense, who is one of his closest aides and friends. All these years, Sergei Shoigu, who disappeared there for a couple of weeks. You remember he surfaced briefly last week. Um, so nobody knows what's going on there. Uh, you know, I'm the only person I've heard in media say, how the hell do we know what advice Putin's getting? I suppose I just need to content myself that, you know, to, to explain that would be to disclose, uh, you know, sources and practices. So I'll just accept it, I guess. We either turned somebody close to Putin or we have, uh, some sort of uh, bug or something on communications, apparently. 
I mean, because we have called the shots on what was going to happen since before this thing started. Uh, time and time again, which has also got to be messing with Putin's head. So there's two aspects to this story. There's the just the reality of it that Putin isn't getting good information at all about this. About it, it goes on to say, and I can read that about the economy or uh, the military um, venture that he has launched, uh, and. Releasing this information, what what sort of a psychological thing attempt? To, what are we trying to do to Putin there? As that that person just said, it's some of the best trolling ever. Yeah, we got well, somebody close to you. We're reading your emails, so anyway, have a nice day. And in response to my own question, it, it does occur to me that uh, the Russian military is using single band unencrypted radios. They're calling each other on cell phones. I mean, it's incredibly. Uh, antiquated and, and almost ridiculously incompetent um, uh, uh, keeping of secrets. So uh, I guess it wouldn't be that shocking to hear that it extends somewhat into the Kremlin. Um, uh, um, Kirby said yesterday, um, if Mr. Putin is misinformed or uninformed about what's going on inside Ukraine, it's his military, it's his war, he chose it. And so the fact that he may not have all the context, that he may not fully understand the degree to which his forces are failing, that's a little discomforting, to be honest with you. And did did a bit of an act of, you know, yeah, it's kind of tough to be, uh, you know, running a war. I mean, kind of like we're feeling sorry for you. It's kind of it's pathetic, the situation you're in, man. Really hmm. too bad that you're... Your whole system is so effed up that you don't even know what's going on, man. Mm, it's tough, huh? Uh, so that, that does sound like trolling, but at the same time, I think particularly given how it's going, it would be good for Ukraine, good for the world, if Putin was getting information, good, solid information, about how badly it's going. Maybe we can offer to brief him every day. <laughs> Oh, that would have been a good thing. That's the sort of thing, a Trump-like thing to say. Uh, Mr. Putin seemed genuinely unaware, says the New York Times, that the Russian military had been using conscripts in Ukraine and that drafted soldiers were among those killed in the action, according to U.S. officials. Mr. Putin's ignorance showed a clear breakdown in the flow of accurate information to the Russian president, according to a U.S. official who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss the declassified but still sensitive material. There is now persistent tension between Putin and the defense ministry. Well, I'm sure there is. Who knows if if his top ministry guy knew what was going on, though? Was he holding back the information or was he uninformed? Well, if he's at Putin's right hand, it, it, it can be assumed that people are terrified of him behind uh, or be below him in the, uh, the flow chart, the chain of command. Well, I got to point out, and I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, uh, people that are taking the side of the Russians or something, uh, because I'm certainly not. But remember when the Washington Post had that giant expose about how people had been lying to President Obama all those years during Mm. the war in Afghanistan because they were they were afraid to tell him that well, they were they were exactly the same thing going on in Russia. They were afraid to tell their bosses that things were going poorly. Well, and, and significantly, it was a question of massaging the message at each step up the chain to make it sound a little less negative and a little less like I might be at fault. And so by the time it got to Obama, it was unrecognizable. So even in a democracy where we have much more open information and challenging of information, it's tough to get the truth up to the boss. And in a place like uh, Russia, where you're 
an autocracy, and the guy is going to kill you if he doesn't like the news. Um, uh, people definitely don't tell him the truth. So he had no idea uh, the state of his military before it began, who was in it. He had no idea how it was going in those early weeks while the world was amazed. Apparently, he wasn't watching that. He should have flipped on uh, CNN. Uh, he should watch Jake Tapper's show every day. He'd had a perfectly good idea of what was going on. So he, uh, he honestly should. It'd probably be to his benefit. I'd rather he doesn't know, but I'm saying if I'm him, I'm watching Jake Tapper on CNN every day to find out how my dang military's doing. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm reminded of the truth in the world of golfing, which I enjoy, that often people who are the most ready to accuse somebody of cheating or constantly on the alert for cheating are guys who cheat a lot. Well, that's that's true in every aspect of life and always right. has been, yeah. Right, indeed. And I just wonder whether if Putin were to watch uh, Jake Tapper on CNN, for instance, he'd think, oh, that's some pretty good propaganda. Yeah. That's some pretty good selective uh, editing and that sort of thing. Hey, do you, any objection to hearing Sir Jeremy Fleming, the U.K. spy chief, talking about the uh, the state of the Russian army, as long as we're talking about it? 32, Michael. We've seen Russian soldiers, short of weapons and morale, refusing to carry out orders, sabotaging their own equipment, and even accidentally shooting down their own aircraft. And even though we believe Putin's advisers are afraid to tell him the truth, what's going on and the extent of these misjudgments must be crystal clear to the regime. There you go. He agrees with me. We got a brief Putin on a regular basis. Hey, hey, tough going on the 103rd uh, Armored Division there. Yuri, he shot uh, the captain right in the eye. Oh, boy. And it's a doubly tough uh, situation, though, for Putin in that, you know, his military sucks and he didn't know it and people are lying to him. And how does he fix that? And, you know, the whole world is punking him and trolling him. And what's that do to his psyche? And now who does he trust? Because somebody's leaking to the government, I got somebody around here who works for the U.S. government, or they've tapped into my email or something. Mr. Putin has put two top intelligence officials under house arrest for providing poor intelligence ahead of the invasion. That's what they need to do more, in, I think, in corporate life. You, uh, mm. you make a bad prediction about quarterly sales or something like that. Yeah, you put them under house arrest. And keep I people like it. on their harsh but fair. Hmm? Um, so the. Relationship between one of his closest friends, as we said, the uh, the Ministry of Defense who disappeared for a couple of weeks, is very damaged, according to this report. And he's arrested a couple of other top intelligence officials. What American intelligence sources there might be in the Kremlin is a tightly held secret. Yeah, I'll bet, and it should be. But since Russia began its troop buildup along Ukraine's borders last year, U.S. intelligence officials have accurately predicted many of Putin's moves. And there's no denying that. Hmm. What if we got an actual person that turned... I could also see because some of the moves are 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 fairly standard dictating dictator moves or or very you know characteristic of the way Putin behaves. You know, it's this is kind of the old double reverse, but you could anticipate what he's doing fairly accurately and then make it seem as though we have sources or or uh, you know whether human sources or electronic sources or whatever and and freak him out and make him even more paranoid by implying that we're overhearing his conversation. I could be, but we definitely could have a person in there. The, the 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 Soviet Union had somebody at Los Alamos when we're building the bomb. I mean, it was one of the most tightly held secrets in the history of the world, and they had right. a spy in there. And mm-hmm. uh, they had plenty of spies in our government at all kinds of different levels all throughout uh, the Soviet Union. And so, in our media. So the fact that we'd have somebody there is not, you know, unprecedented. 
But what does that do to Putin's mind? And he's already paranoid and weird and sitting at the end of 100-foot tables. <laughs> now he can't trust anybody, which is awesome. Yeah, I remember reading years and years ago in one of your, uh, you know, hot uh, business books about how, you know, sitting on the opposite side of a big desk from somebody, it it cuts down on cooperation and team building and blah, blah, blah. But it's bad, uh, you know, bad body language. Better to come out and sit on the same side, blah, blah, blah. So what's the body language in I will sit here at giant desk? You sit 100 feet away, other end of table. I mean, come on. What does that say? Do I smell bad, boss? Or it's a what? sign that your boss can, is a freaking paranoid weirdo is what it is. I can barely see a boss. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, what was I going to say? I had something else to say. But, uh, the tanks what a, Putin, why don't I say this while you're most, thinking okay. of that? One thing's faux show, and we've got some good quotes and interviews and stuff on, on uh, this topic. The idea that uh, there's a pullback or a good faith uh, uh, stopping the siege of Kiev during the negotiations or whatever is just a laugh. Nobody believes it. Nobody's taking it seriously whatsoever. Everybody knows that's fake. Yeah, Washington Times just moments ago, Russian forces resumed their bombardment near Kiev and other Ukrainian cities Wednesday, despite pledges just a day earlier to scale back violent military operations. I would think that even as a liar and a cheat, you realize that at some point that works against you because you don't you don't get any of the benefit of people believing you at all, right? Well, yeah, eventually I, you you lose you, you don't get any you don't, don't get, you don't get any opportunity to pull a ruse because nobody believes anything you say. Right, I, I hear you. I can't imagine what the hell the point is at all. Got some good analysis by learned figures on this very question, but uh, maybe a little bit later. We could probably work in a break. Yeah. Uh, we got some economic stuff. Believe it or not, there is uh, Academy Award stuff and all kinds of different fronts. On the way, text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Walgreens has announced plans to open robot-powered fulfillment centers across the U.S. to help fill prescriptions with each robotic pharmacist able to complete 300 prescriptions an hour, which will give you more time to wait for someone to come unlock the razors. (laughs) That's exactly right. The razors? They're locking up my toothpaste. They're locking up my toothpaste. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The whole pharmacy thing. Jeez. The amount of stress and day and years of my life lost at the pharmacy. No fault of theirs, I guess. The uh the but but it's well no, no, absolutely not. Not really. I mean, unless you want them to wrestle thieves down at the uh doors and risk lawsuits, it's the fault of policy that theft is so rampant, everything's locked up. I uh I went You're from, locking up my toothpaste. <laughs> that's right, Reverend Al. Uh, I went from my uh, I happened to be uh traveling with Judy and we went to a liqueur store to pick up a fine sippable and uh I was shocked cuz the good stuff wasn't locked up. You know, it was farther away from the cities where people don't steal from businesses. And I thought, "Wow, I can just grab it off the shelf." Wow. It's unbelievable. You get used to things quickly. I was just thinking more in terms of the pharmacy of, uh, I'm here to pick up my prescription. What's your name? What's your date of birth? We will have that ready in about 15 minutes. You sent me an alert oh. saying it was ready. 
What am I supposed to do with that information? Does that mean it's ready? Or does I'm not mad at you, but should I show up when I get that? Or what you should probably call. I should call, so I have to I should call every time and get you on the phone and take up your time every single time that you alert me and say my prescription's ready? And then I show up and you tell me I gotta wait twenty minutes? So you telling me it's ready is my signal to call and ask if it's ready. Okay. <laughs> How about if I just call and ask if it's ready? <laughs> anyway. It's like Vladimir Putin saying we have uh, we will halt hostilities around Kiev. It just doesn't mean anything. That NBC poll that came out the other day had a lot of interesting nuggets in it. And the, the most extraordinary one, I still think, is that uh, um, 75% of Americans have very little confidence in Biden's ability to run this war. I mean, that's just an amazingly high number. But anyway, some of the other stuff they asked about candidates, a candidate's attributes. So this is just a generic candidate running for office in the federal government. What attributes would you like or dislike? Would this make you more likely you vote for them or less likely? And the note, should I just start with the number one? Maybe I'll just start with the number one. That's not the best way to do show business, but I'll start with number one because it's so amazing. 75% of people are more likely to vote for a candidate who says, I support funding the police and providing them with the resources and training they need to protect our communities. 75%. Only 11% of people would be less likely to vote for that, that candidate. Wow. So why did we go through that whole summer after George Floyd with everybody in the media and all politicians acting like it's obviously a good idea to cut back on police funding. It's it's another example of something. I don't know if it's groupthink or just the coward. It might be what you're always talking about. It's just the cowardice to all have the um all of us to have conviction in our belief that no, that doesn't make any sense. We don't want to say it out loud because all of the media is telling us that the opposite. Mm-hmm. All, us and all of our friends, and in this case, practically everybody, obviously at 75%, it's people of all political stripes. Practically nobody thought that made sense, but we all kept our mouths shut because everybody in the media was talking about it. Who wrote that piece? I got the memory of Joe Biden that I was so impressed with that was talking about the suicide machine built by the left wing of the Democratic Party and the media, that they kept reinforcing each other's wildest, most lefty notions and policies and and gave all of America the idea that, oh, my God, that's what the Democratic Party is, including defund the police. It is suicidal, though. I mean, if you have people by seven and a half to one saying no. Yeah, that's... Uh, that was Jonah Goldberg's argument the other day that this is liberal bias working against the Democrats. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the mainstream media is not mainstream Democrat. They're the fringe of the Democratic Party. Here's a perfectly good example for, for number two. Would you be more likely to support a candidate who wants to expand domestic oil and natural gas production to keep our gasoline and energy prices lower? More likely to vote for him or less likely? More likely 69%. Less likely 17. So it's not even close. And obviously, again, that includes tons of Democrats. But your view of it through the media would be, you know, that's pretty controversial to say out loud that you you want to drill for more gas and oil and, and keep our gas prices low. Hit me with those numbers one more time. It's 6917. In favor I, of a candidate who wants to drill for more oil to, or more oil to keep our gas prices low. I think I think the vast majority of people would have gotten that wrong 
Uh, if they tried to predict those numbers, they would have gotten it opposite. I might have gotten it opposite. The media is so misleading. I just thought it was three and a half to one the other direction. So a candidate come could those top two things that we just mentioned. A candidate could come out and force. Well, it shows you how Adams, uh, Eric Adams, got elected mayor in New York City. Mm. It's a, it's a, it's made up that that's a controversial stance. It's a, it's the least controversial stance on a list of like thirty positions. It's the least controversial thing you could say as a politician is that no 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 I want to increase police. I want to have way more crime and give them more tools to uh, to arrest more people. It was seen as controversial, and whoa, listen to this guy. No, it's like the mainstreamest of mainstream opinions. Right, right. It's like the obvious stance that somebody with no imagination would take, but it's portrayed as extremist. That's just crazy. It really is interesting. I actually have some great Eric Adams quotes. He called uh, the Big Apple a laughing stock over the weekend after a surging crime and homelessness. Uh, he, he talks about how it's not okay to leave the daycare center with your baby and hear gunshots or walk down the street, hear gunshots. Anything goes in New York City, he said. The most important city on the globe has become the laughing stock of the globe, and the dysfunctionality of our city is cascaded throughout the entire country. And the audacity that someone comes along and says, I want to be your mayor, and simply says, follow the rules. Follow the rules. Yeah, so that is not at all controversial. If it sounds controversial... You've been misled by everything you hear from uh, media sources. All right. You've been thinking this all sounds crazy. Congrats. You were right again, folks. If you miss an hour of the show, you can catch it in the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.